Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Let us say a word of prayer to start. Father, we thank you. A beautiful morning we have from you. A time to hear from you. A time to be touched by you. A time to receive an impartation that we may run the race wherewith you have called us. That we may obtain the prize. Holy Spirit, we are grateful for your love for us that never fails for always being with us and in us to see to it that we do that which is pleasing to God. We thank you for availing yourself to, for us and for our well-being in the eyes and in our work with God. This morning we ask you to continue what you have always done in our lives by touching us, giving us inner strength, by giving us understanding, by giving us wisdom, by giving us counsel, by giving us the love and the fear of our God. We thank you and we love your presence. We submit ourselves to you and we say, have your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. And uh, once again, it's a privilege, it's an honor. Am I allowed to ask for a favor? Those of you that are on that side, if you can just fill in the side, I would appreciate it. Kindly. I mean, except duty demands, you can sit there, but maybe one or two people can sit there. But the rest of you, the young men and young women, kindly fill in here. There's a bit of space on my right side. Yeah. I hope you are not offended. Jesus said, Blessed are those who are not offended in me. Do you get it? So don't be offended at all. Okay. Amen. You know, I like to make eye contact and interaction. So when you are spread all over, it makes me walk around a lot. And it, it feels like if I refuse to walk around, then it feels like I'm only talking to one side of the congregation. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Simon, thank you so much for the honor of invitation. You know, it's not everywhere you go and you get invited again and again and again. So I don't take it for granted and I appreciate you and I appreciate your invitation. That is why when you call me, even though it may be my prime time, I will not say no. Hallelujah. Because it's not everywhere. You see, you may have something that you believe is good, but not everybody will accept it. You see, Jesus wanted to do great things for the Israelites. But they rejected him. And he said, if they have known that which make for peace, they would have received me. But they rejected. So it's not, don't say that because you have good things, everybody will receive you. And say that, yeah, they are receiving me because I have good things. No, 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 no. They are receiving you because they love you. Amen. And therefore, I don't take it for granted. And I'm grateful. Mama Emily, thank you so much for standing by your husband to build a church and to do God's work. And all of you pastors and helpers in the church, you are in a great ministry. And those of you who are young men and women in this church, count yourself blessed because you are being made to 
walk with God and serve God, not from ground zero, but from ground 70. Do you get it? Listen, let me tell you something. Let me say this to you. Don't take the building of the church, the physical building of the church, for granted. The young men and women in this church. How many young people belong to this church? Everlasting life ministry. Give me a wave. Don't take it for granted. You see, the, an enemy that has swallowed up many people who genuinely wanted to serve God has been killed for you. A lot of pastors have run aground in ministry because of attempting to build a church. You see, you say that, oh, ah, if, he, if we had the money that he had, we'll build a church. It's not true. You see, the difference between having the money and the money becoming a church, do you get it? It's like what Abraham told the rich man. There's a great gulp fix. It's not an easy journey. That's what most people don't know. Having money and the money becoming a building. It's, it's not an easy thing. And so, when your father in the ministry has set you up and given you a building like this, your work or your job is to appreciate it and because of that, work very hard so that the effort and the help that has been given you will not be in vain. Amen. Yeah. You see, that was the motivation of Paul. He was always wanting to press to the limit so that the grace of God, the grace of unmerited favor, is not in vain. Hallelujah. So build. You see, the building has been built for you. Now you have to build the real church, which is the people. So you, the young ones, are the ones to go out and to reach out to many people and tell them about Jesus. Amen? Yeah, it is your duty. It is your duty. It, the shepherd doesn't give birth to sheep. Hello? Did I say something wrong? Ah, I get a feeling I said something wrong. The shepherd does not give birth to sheep. It is the sheep that gives birth to sheep. The shepherd watches over the sheep for their safety, for their health, for their well-being. So, you see, the church will be built by the people that God has brought to the church through the leadership of the pastor. So, if the church is empty, it is because the sheep are barren. Not the shepherd. Do you, do you get it? Yeah. Not the shepherd. The shepherd starts with three sheep, one male, five females. He gives them food. He looks after them, gives them protection against all forms of diseases. And the sheep are supposed to do certain things between themselves so that they increase in number. Making the protection and the provision of the shepherd useful. Hallelujah. So don't say that, oh yeah, we have a very nice church and then you just sit down and do nothing. That is why for the past three days, is it three days or four days? For the past four days, we've been talking about soul winning. And I have come from many angles to emphasize to you why it is so vital for you to be involved in what Jesus is doing. Amen. I hope you understand it. Everything that I've said is geared towards getting you to be a partaker, to be involved in what Jesus is doing. So winning is not the ambition of the pastor. 
No. It is, it is the heart of God. For God so loved the world. And the reason... And, and that love made him to give what was needed. For what? So that nobody should perish. But those who believe in what he has given, his only begotten son, would have everlasting life. Amen. You can't blame somebody who does not have everlasting life when the person never heard of Jesus. Are you with me? So we build a church, the physical building, not so that we can pat ourselves in the back and say, yeah, we have a very nice church. No, but so that we can bring people in. And you see, if we were dealing with just spirits, we wouldn't need to build a physical building. But we are dealing with flesh. And the flesh, they are moved by what they see. So we have to give them what will move them. And the building is there. So it is our duty. All of you who are in this church that are serious and have heard the message over the past four days should believe God to say, Lord, give me an opportunity to fill this portion of the church with people. Yeah, you must take it upon yourself and divide the, the church. This place is my, my territory. It is my duty to make sure that human beings are sitting there. Yes. And we must have chairs to fill the whole place so that every time we come, we see what we have not done. You see, when we have just enough chairs, where we all get seated on, we get a feeling that, oh, we are okay. But when the place is filled with a lot of chairs, every place is, we are, you see, it is also an act of faith. That this place is meant for somebody to sit there. And we have prepared the chair for the person because we know they will come. So if we don't have enough chairs, we must contribute to buy chairs. Some of you must buy the chairs and tell, get some of the younger people who are strong to say, listen, I've bought it. It is your duty to make sure that it is filled. Yeah, pastor, you must fill the, the whole place must be chairs. Every place must be seated. The top, whether the rails are there, let the chairs be there. The people will come. The rails will come. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's like we know what we haven't done. We know what we have. The reason why they keep showing you how many kilometers is left to where you are going is for you to see where you are. Because sometimes you think that because you've been driving for one hour, you are near. But when they show you the kilometers away, then you know that I'm nowhere near the journey. I may have been driving for one hour, but it doesn't mean I've gone far. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So this morning, I, I want to touch on an aspect of soul winning or an aspect of, of doing God's will on earth, which is very vital. It, it, it stands above everything else. It stands above everything else. You see, sometimes we say, I'm working for God. I'm working for God. Now, I learned that to say you are working for God is inappropriate. It gives an impression as if God is sitting somewhere and you are the one doing the thing for him. So, 
the correct thing I'm told is that you say, I'm working with God. I'm working with God because he is the one actually that is working. When Jesus said he will build his church, he didn't say my people will build my church. He says, I will build my church. So we must understand that Jesus is working. And we are vessels or channels by which he is working. Therefore, it is very important for us not to neglect the spiritual dimension of the work. Let me say it. It is very important for us not to work, neglect the spiritual dimension of the work that must be done. Because God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in truth, in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of Christians neglect the spiritual dimension of the work. And when you neglect the spiritual dimension of the work, you are likely to not do well. It is like solving a mathematical equation by neglecting one half of the equation. You will not get the right answer. I know some of you are not good in maths. It's okay. You see, when the equal sign is present, an equation has an equal sign. When it is present, it means there's a side to the left of it and a side to the right of it. To solve for whatever you need to solve for, you need to consider both sides. You can't ignore one side and expect to get the right answer. Amen. You didn't have to understand it. Just believe what I said. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good. So, we see it in Acts chapter 6. We see it in Acts chapter 6. The Bible says, when the number of disciples increased, there arose a memory. Acts chapter 6. Or Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Acts. Acts chapter 6. Okay. There arose a memory of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. And the response of the disciples or the apostles was very straightforward. Yes, there are things that must be attended to because of what growth has brought us. But attending to needs that have arisen should not make us neglect what we shouldn't neglect. And so they came up, you see, they are understanding that certain things you cannot neglect, no matter what need has arisen. You see, that understanding, if it is not there, you will not come up with the right solution. Let me say it again. I, I know you are waiting. Where is he going? I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I started from far, but I promise you, the coordinated, the coordinates on the missile is to your destination. It may be coming from the sea, but it's coming through your window. Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples and said, it is no reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. 
choose you from among men or from amongst you people that are filled with the holy spirit people that can be governed by the spirit that is governing all that we are doing are you with me that we may appoint them over this business why because it is very inappropriate to live what we shouldn't live and that is for our success the ministry of the word and prayer the ministry of the word and prayer you see what i know and what i am passionate about is what god has revealed to me let me say it again what i know and what i am passionate about is what god has revealed to me you see there are things you can be spoken with in different aspects of you you can be spoken with in different aspects of you one of the places is to your mind but when you are spoken with to your mind it is easily argued out by other voices that also have access to the mind but when you are spoken to in your spirit the other voices have no access to it let me say what i'm saying to you again you can be spoken to in different aspects of you and there are some parts that other voices have access to and by so doing they counter present what was spoken to you to make you doubt to make you not believe it to make you question it but there are aspects of you or there is an aspect of you when you are spoken with it is inaccessible to other voices and it is your spirit you will not do what you know is right to do unless you hear it in your spirit let me say it again you will you see i've come to preach i've given you wonderful i mean one of my people was telling me that you don't talk to us like the way you have come to explain to them we don't get it like that from me i say really i always say that but she said she's the one who's been listening to me at different places and he said that when you go out you talk to them differently you take your time you explain things but you don't talk to us like that when you are with us i i have my doubt about that because i think i do she's hearing differently because she's in another place a prophet is not without honor except in his own house <laughs> because whatever i'm saying i say it even stronger but you see in their own environment they are deaf when i start now they they, they switch off their minds and say, yeah there he goes there he goes he's coming again So they switch off their mind. But when I'm, we are out of our normal dwelling place, their minds are more open. So they hear more. So it's not that I don't say what I'm saying. It's not true. It cannot be true. It cannot be true. I mean, how can you say I don't say what I'm saying nicely the way I'm saying it in my own house? Do you, do you get it so hearing in your spirit is very important as a christian it's very important and you see the apostle says something and that is 
they will never give up the place of the ministry of the word and prayer. They will never give it up. Whatever needs to be done is important. But for them, being the engines of whatever God is doing, they cannot be distracted by many things. Now, what has that got to do with you? It has everything to do with you. It has everything to do with you. You will not hear in your spirit unless you give time to the word of God and prayer. You will not. You will not. And that is what we, we do least. So, so we are surprised. We hear so much, but we don't do. Because where we will hear, where we will hear, where there will be no opposition to what we have heard, we are not given time to hear it there. Unless you hear in your spirit, whatever is told you, you will, it will always be counteracted with other voices. Hallelujah. Because you see what I've said many things. Sometimes I've said, hey, the things I'm saying, yeah, it's clear. The more I say, the more it gets even clearer to me. But I realize that people would never hear if you only speak to their mind. Pray that they hear in their spirit. That is the only time they will do what they have heard. You see, most of the things that are spoken to our minds, we agree with it, but then there's a counter. Yeah, you see, what you are saying is true, but what you are saying is true, you know, but, but maybe it's not really for me. There's always a counter reason. There's always a counter reason. And unless we spend time where we have to spend time, we will not hear at the place we need to hear. And therefore, we will not be doers of what we hear. Hear me and hear me well. The disciples said, we will give, but we will give ourselves, not occasionally, not occasionally, not occasionally, because that's what most of us do. Occasional time of prayer, occasional time of reading the word, occasionally. No, they said, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We will give ourselves continually. Many people don't do what they set out to do or what they have heard because they give continually to prayer and to the word. If Jesus said the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And Paul said, the things of the spirit are spiritually discerned. How else would you hear what the Lord is saying to you in his word? Because if the words are spirit and they are life, and spirit, spiritual things are spiritually received, how else would you hear it? You don't understand my question. Okay. John 6, 63. And now I just, want to show, I just want to show you where I'm asking the question. The verses. It is a spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words. The words. The words that I speak unto you. They the words. They the words, not they the people, they the words are spirit and they are life. This is not my statement. If you have a red letter edition Bible, 
this is the words of Jesus. He's saying that the words are spirit and they are life. Go to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. He, he can't receive it. Why? He doesn't want it. He doesn't like it. No. They are foolishness unto him. Because when he reasons them out, compared to what he knows, it doesn't make sense. How can you tell me that if I save my life, I'll lose it? And rather, when I lose it, I'll find it. How? How can you tell me negative is positive and positive is negative? Which math is that? Neither can he know them. He can't receive them and he can't know them. Why? Come again. Now, how do you connect the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life with spiritual discernment? They are spiritually received. Do you have NLT? New Living Translation Bible. Normally, I don't like the message because by the time I finish, I get more confused. Than... I'm not good at in English. You see, I'm good at maths, not English. So I like simple English. The message, the English is for English students. The NLT, the English is for African students like me. It's... People who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. So you see, somebody stands and preaching truths from the word of God so pure and so clear. But the Bible says that those that are not spiritual cannot receive it. It's not that they don't want to, they can't. Listen, you neglect your attention to the word of God and to prayer to your own head. Whatever is standing between you and the word of God and prayer is the demon that you must pray against. Stop pampering the things that are making you far away from the blessing of God. And calling them they are nice. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. You see, let me know. Let me, I don't want to preach for long. I just want to pray and then we'll be out of here. People are, who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them. And they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. I, I think if you didn't understand what I'm preaching, I'm sure you understand it now. Why the disciples refuse to let go of what they need most. I mean, these are people who have been with Jesus. They've heard all that Jesus has to say. They know the instruction. They were there. They saw everything. So what else do they need for prayer and the ministry of the... What else do they need? Now, I'm asking a question. I'm not preaching. We are having a discussion. It looks like you are not talking. That's why I just keep talking. 
are you here with me? And you see what the world and Satan is doing to us is get busy, get busy, get busy, get busy. The result is neglect, 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 neglect the word and prayer. Listen, unless the word of God and prayer is prominent in your life, you will do nothing worth of eternal value to God. You will not. You may start by your own persistence. You may start by your own go far. I'm telling you, you can have a very good idea. And say, yeah, it's a very good idea. You know, when we went for the conference, it was very powerful. But that's where it will end. The Lord told me, don't pride yourself in your ability to explain things to people. Because you are explaining to their minds. Make sure that you don't neglect the spiritual unexplained component of the work with me. Yeah. Are you here with me? Or you are gone. I'm almost done preaching. Oh, I'm almost done preaching. I mean, today is just this. This is just the message I came to give. What arrangement do you have to make in your life to make sure that prayer? And ministry of the word is continually present and prominent in your life. Make it. That's it. You see, that is the demon that you must kill. The demon that prevents prayer and ministry of the word continuing. It's the demon that you must die. It's not the husband that you have been praying for, or the wife, or the job. No, no, no. It's, that is the demon that must die. A little sleep, a little, I have to do this, a little WhatsApp, a little phone. I mean, some of us, we can't even go off the phone whilst we are sitting in church and preaching is going on. Hello? Sorry if I just happened to dial your number. I didn't intend to dial. It's just my hand pressed the button by mistake. You get it? So don't, don't answer the call. Just put it on mute. Hallelujah. No, no, that's, that's the reality. That is the reality. So, you see, we, we, people go for conferences, they do this. But if there's any one thing that I would want you to do and allow yourself to do it more often, is prayer and the reading of the Bible. And don't say that when I read the Bible, I don't understand. Don't say it. Keep reading until you understand Keep reading until you understand. And check other things because, you see, I was just telling one of the people I, I, I'm with this morning that, you see, he said, when I read one, I don't understand. I said, you don't understand it because you don't read it at the right time. Mm -hmm. There's a time when your mind is calm. That is the time to read the Bible. That's the time to read your Bible. There's a time of you when your mind is calm apart from when you are sleeping. When you are sleeping, your mind goes, most of the departments close down. A few departments work when you are sleeping. When you wake up, like the natural life, it takes a while for all the shops to open. You see, that is a time when reading the word of God, you can receive it because your mind is calm. But most of us read the Bible when our mind has been so active, very tired. Yeah, you are awake, but the mind is tired. It's very active. It's been going, it's, I mean, trying to round down the things of the day. Has made so many, has made many transactions, trying to balance the, the, the accounts and so many things and planning what to do tomorrow. So it's busy and it's tired. It's ineffective in its ability to absorb and to understand. So when you have just woken up, it's a good time 
to read your Bible. Yeah. And pray. Of course, when the whole day you've been up and down, you move up and down, you are tired. When you sit down to pray, naturally, the body not wanting to do what you are doing will rather sleep. Because what you are doing, it doesn't like it. So it will sleep. So you say, oh, when I pray, by the time I realize I sleep. Yes, because you pray when you are tired. It is because you don't value prayer and the word. That is why you do them at the poorest quality of time of your life. Yes. Bishop, so how about those of us that are students? It's up to you what you want. It's up to you what you want. Your education or your spiritual life, you ask me, I'll choose my, I'll choose my spiritual life. From what I know now, from what I know now, I'll choose my spiritual life. Yeah, I'll choose my spiritual life. From what I know now, I'll choose my spiritual life. My spiritual life is more important than my educational, earthly educational life. Yeah, that's, that's what I'll tell you. My spiritual life must come first. Then whatever is left, I'll see what I'll do with my educational life. My spiritual life must come first. Because it is that which will give me the real life. My educational life is for my stomach and for my body. All the things that my educational life can give me will have no profit for my spirit. The house I will build, my spirit is not, doesn't need the house. My spirit can sleep anywhere. It doesn't need a house to sleep. I need a house because my body, when I'm, I'm undressed, I don't want anybody to see me naked. And when I'm doing other things, The house I need is to keep my goods that are meant for my body. Not my, my television is not for my spirit. My car is not for my spirit. None of the things are for my spirit. Meanwhile, it is my spirit that is everything to me in my relationship with God. Yeah. You see, you, you, are, you think I'm afraid to tell you that your educational life is secondary to your spiritual life. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No, there's nothing, there's nothing more important in your life than your spiritual life. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And don't tell me that, you see, you can afford to say what you're saying because you're already educated. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I'm already, I, so I shouldn't tell you the truth. Come on. Listen. We must be spiritual. And somebody say, practically, what do you do? Practically, anything that hinders you from your prayer life and from your Bible reading, label it, this is a demon. No matter what they call it, call it, label it demon, 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 demon. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. You don't fight an enemy with soft touches. In Bishop's book, The Good General, a good general, he said, don't fight your enemy in the spirit of benevolence. You must be extreme when you are dealing with an enemy. Our Bishop, God said, love your enemies. Uh, I'm not sure whether I want to love this enemy. No, no, no. Jesus, this one, no. This enemy is strong, is holding my neck and cutting me of breath and you say i should love him you let me kill it first then when i live i'll love it 
after I survive, then I will obey your commandment. Yeah, but didn't David say to Jesus, I mean to God that those who go to their grave can't praise you. So don't let me go to my grave. Huh. Hallelujah. So listen. And you see, Paul says something. The reason why our prayer life and our word life is very important is what Paul said in Philippians. Philippians, one of the verses. Let me look for it. Philippians 2. Verse 13. Are you there? Philippians 2.13. Okay, maybe let's read a few verses before so that we know where we are coming from. Wherefore, my beloved, have you now obeyed in my presence? They say, wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13. For it is God. You see, this is an important, this is the reason why you need to give yourself to the ministry of the word and to prayer. This is the reason. This is the reason. He said, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You see, you can know the good pleasure of God. But it will take God to work in you to will to do it and then do it. It will take God. It is the Holy Spirit It is the Holy Spirit. So when a person is not exposed to the environment where the Holy Spirit can function, nothing will work. Nothing would work. Look, it's very simple, but it is very important. If you do this continually, you will be surprised at how you yourself will turn out. To remove everything and just expose yourself to the interaction of the word and prayer where the Holy Spirit is present. He will do in you what he wants you to do and would give you the power to do what he has asked you to do. Look, everything we may teach seven steps to this, it boils down to one thing, the Holy Spirit. Did you hear what I said? It boils down to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit manifest is present wherever there is prayer. Wherever there is the word, prayer is always present. Because 
your conversation with God stands on what he has said. And saying, don't, you see, we've done the conference and everything. It is not to negate all that I've said, but I'm telling you that the bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. What idea do you have? It will take God by his spirit to work in you to will and to do of his glory. That is why nobody can boast. You can't boast that I'm clever. You are not clever. That I'm fine. It is God who has made you. It is God. Whatever you have, it is God. Everything is God. Even that you want to do what is right, it is God. And it will be God. But you see, you have to expose yourself to him. To work in you. It is he. It is God which worketh in you. It is God which worketh in you. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Are you here with me? Are you going to, what changes are you going to make into your life? You better make it. You see, there will be 2,000 reasons why you can't have time to pray and read a word. But I'm here to tell you, there are 2,000 reasons why you will fail. Mm -hmm. Most of us, you see, one of the problems of people like me is that we like moving. We like moving. We like doing things. Moving, moving. It's good. But we must fight to also stay indoors. Yeah. We must fight. Look, it's not going to be a comfortable situation. You need the movement. But so also do you need the indoor. So also do you need, so you have to, everybody has to fight. Some people are always indoors. And you see, what it is that, let me say this to you. Some people are always indoors, not because they want to pray, but they are just lazy. Because even when they stay indoors, they don't pray. They sleep a lot. And engage themselves in lazy activities. It's just lazy. You, you would think that, okay, if this person doesn't like going out, then they'll always be reading and praying. You are lying. They're always sleeping and watching television and eating. They say, because Satan is fighting all of us. Those who like to move around and those who like to stay inside and just be lazy. We are all being fought. Fought against doing what would make us defeat him in every place or, or enforce the defeat over him in every place. And that is prayer and the word. Most churches and most church members don't like anything prayer. And they don't like anything the word. They don't like people who gives them or exposes them to the word and make them know. Most of us, we want, you see, the fast food mentality. The fast food mentality. Look, I have some oil. Just pray over it, then the oil will do the work. You see, the oil will do the work for a while, but not for long. The oil will do the work for a while, but not for long. When you yourself are the source of the power, it's constant. Listen, in the last days, 
in which we are many of us will want shortcuts but unfortunately god doesn't do updates i said god doesn't do updates no where he now changes things and okay this is a shorter route the route that was you see if he doesn't change for your miracles why do you want him to change for the things you have to do do you understand what i said you see we stand on the fact that jesus is the same yesterday today and forever whatever he did yesterday he will do it today and will do it tomorrow and that is our faith that we stand on for miracles for healing for deliverance for the power to manifest it is true but if he doesn't change why is it that when it comes to what we have to do which is required of us we expect him to change we are the same people that on one breath are saying jesus is the same yesterday today and forever but on the other breath we are saying jesus we thought there was an update since these days there are modern times you know now we don't have to go and deliver letters and things now we can just do whatsapp so say have you not updated uh, 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 your your ways to the anointing ways to the working of the holy spirit why are you still doing the old things are you not contradicting yourself nothing has changed the way it was is the way that it is and it is the way that it will be if the disciples found the need to give themselves continually to the ministry of the word and to prayer, then the ministry, giving yourself continually to the ministry of the word and prayer is what will do the work for you. Yeah, Because by doing it, you allow him to work in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. I said, by doing that, you allow him to will, to work in you, to will and to do of his good pleasure. And that is why as a pastor, I emphasize prayer and I'm going to emphasize it more. I emphasize reading of the word and I'm going to emphasize more. I emphasize listening to preaching and I'm going to emphasize it more. Because the Lord has shown me that that is the only way by which people can truly be built. I sat on my bed I remember and the Lord said don't pride yourself in your teachings teach but don't pride yourself in it and don't give it as if it's the only way no sometimes have meetings with them and just let them pray and read my word I will do what I want to do with them I will do what that's what the Lord told me and I've started it very strongly yeah I've started and I'm going to persist in it because sometimes we are told things to do. We do one, two, and we stop. No. We do it until we begin to see results. And continue even after we are seeing results. Hallelujah. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want us to pray, and I'm going to pray with... Do you have some oil here? Do you have some oil? oil. Okay, it's fine. I'll pray with us. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, particularly those of you that are in this church, I want to pray for you and believe God to impart to you a yearning for God. A yearning for God. And the supernatural ability to do whatever needs to be done for you to walk on that road until you can see his hand in your life. Paul said, I press for forgetting those things behind. I press towards the mark of the high calling. And in another place, he said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord. It may sound very simple, but I tell you, the, the real work of your life begins by fighting the demons that are preventing you no matter what they are called and no matter what you call them it doesn't change their true identity 
they are demons they are demons thank you holy spirit they prevent you from doing what will bring life into you they prevent you from receiving from god that which is prepared for your life thank you holy spirit lift up your voice thank you holy spirit thank you jesus father we thank you we bless you we honor you we honor you lift up your voice and begin to talk to you we believe that you have been blessed by this message for more information please visit our website on royaltyhousesouthafrica.org